0: Welcome to the Do You Have Space podcast.
1: Welcome back. It's been a while since we've recorded an episode. We've moved across the country back, back to Seattle. Seattle. Oh yeah,
0: feels good to be back on the West Coast. I
1: love it. It's a sunny day here.
0: Oklahoma will always have a special place in our hearts.
1: Truly, but uh, truly,
0: we're West Coast people for sure. Mm, can feel it. Puget Sound water.
1: Ugh, I dream Evergreens. about orcas all
0: the time. Now that we're mov- now that we're back here, it's true. Anyway, good to be back.
1: It's really good to be back. Mm. Even a lot's changed for us, I feel.
0: I feel like an entirely different person mm. since the last episode we recorded Oh my goodness. Season two is gonna be fun. Yes. Mm. Truly. Yeah.
1: Well, let's shall we dive in? It. Let's do it. Hell yeah. Today's topic is
0: energetic agreements. Yes. Our favorite topic. We yeah. have talked about this topic nonstop back and forth for the past, I don't know, this whole year so far, all of twenty twenty three. Uh it has been an absolute game changer in terms of how we relate to each other, Brian and I, in our relationship, uh, and also how we relate to other people. So, really excited to get into it. We love discussing very practical, tangible things that we can do in our lives that help us relate better to ourselves and each other. That's what this podcast is all about. Mm-hmm. So, like, we have to talk about this because it has just absolutely changed the way that I relate to Brian, that I relate to people in the grocery store, that I relate to my family. So excited to share this today.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Should we start by de- with a definition? Let's talk about what we mean. Definitely. What we talk about when we talk about energetic agreement. Yes. It's a Raymond Carver yeah. reference for any of my creative writing friends out there. There you go. Okay. Energetic agreements are a subconscious mutual pattern of engagement. If you blank, then I will blank. Mm. So, you know, when like someone shows up, in a certain way and then you almost feel like forced to respond in a certain way based on how they're showing up. That's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Do you have examples 1st Let's talk about some examples.
1: Examples, I might just briefly riff on the definition. Oh, please get, do, get some, add to it. Get some vocabulary out of the way yeah. for my own sake really. <clears throat> yeah, energetic agreements ultimately for me is kind of just a nice word, a nice label to apply to a situation that we typically find a sense of discomfort in, or there's a sense of tension, mm. even though I think ultimately energetic agreements could refer to any way of relating. Also, brief pause, we're in Seattle and there's a plane flying by, so we're just gonna let the ambient sounds roll.
0: I love ambient sounds, oh, yeah. let it roll.
1: Um, yes, I think energetic agreements can refer to any way in which we relate, essentially how our nervous systems are responding to each other, which could be at a subconscious level or a conscious level. Mm. But specifically for this episode, and how even this phrase was birthed in our own relationship coming coming from the context of the sort of subconscious patterns in which we engage with each other where we get to this point of we feel off and ultimately there's not even really a good reason for us to kind of be missing each other right now and we
0: all know that feeling it
1: can when when you start to feel that and then you continue to relate in that way it just escalates and now all of a sudden you feel really off or you're like really frustrated with each other and if you were to trace it back to like how did we get here it's just a really tiny little thing
0: you'd be like why that 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 wasn't worth it
1: yeah um and of course there can be big things right and and that energetic agreements applies to those situations as well where there's legitimately something to get into and talk about and apologize for or whatever.
0: But a lot of times but, it's just these little blips yeah. where we're like I don't even really know why I'm upset or why that bothered me, but now we're in this funk. Mm-hmm. And this happens in partnership for sure. Yes. But it also definitely. happens in any kind of relationship. Yes. If you've ever like I've experienced this with some friends where all of a sudden you're like, "Whoa, how did we get we're kind of like oh, there there's mm-hmm. some like tension. It's a little awkward. Like what's what is happening?" Yeah. And you're like, "How did we even get yeah. here?" Or like with a family member. Anytime I find myself asking like, "How did we get here?" Like energetically, it's often because of these energetic mm-hmm. agreements. So, like what you're saying, sometimes it can be bigger things mm-hmm. that need more attention. But oftentimes, it's like this very subconscious, subtle mm-hmm. shift that happens. Yeah. And we're gonna get into today what is going on there. Yes. <laughs> how to become aware of those moments, and also how to choose a new pattern, yes. a new way. Which I'm gonna let you know right now is so much better. Truly. This has like been so much more fun in my relationship with Brian, our relationship. There's all these moments now where it's like, oh man, we that would have caused in the past, like six months ago, that would have caused us to get kind of into a weird place. But now when it happens, we're so aware of it. We can be like, mm, we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So we're we'll get to that.
1: Too. Yeah. It kind of makes me think of the speed wobbles too, you know? Oh, yeah. And you kind of go in and then start to get that like wobbly feeling. This is what happens when you ride a skateboard and the trucks are loose and you're going too fast. you start to kind of like shake and then if you don't correct yourself you're going to end up on the ground it's going to hurt so for me in a way energetic energetic agreements and this conversation is yeah as you mentioned gaining the awareness of when that starts to happen kind of like a relational speed wobble or like a you know nervous system speed wobble and if we catch that then we can we can just be like oh we don't have to do this we don't have to continue this trajectory of relating this pattern yeah um and you know save ourselves a little bit of pain and suffering so Um, that's that's kind of why we're talking about it um beautiful yeah yeah so we could start with some examples which i know you mentioned however many minutes ago oh Um, you
0: added some some much needed nuance to the definition so that was helpful thank you for that
1: um yeah i mean we can just kind of riff here for for me well energetic agreements as you said partnership really big context in which they come up but honestly any sort of relationship anywhere there's a nervous system involved even if it's just you and yourself we have so many own or energetic agreements with ourselves Mm, that Um, was a
0: little complicated that's like energetic agreements like 2.0 yeah yeah we'll get to that though well yeah i
1: think it's worth it's worth mentioning oh for sure even the phrase that we've used before energetic boundaries um also plays into this which we'll we'll get into a little bit more later But, um, for now,
0: some examples, yeah,
1: some examples. I mean, I feel like for you and I, a pretty, a pretty common, just general scenario. Um, and a lot of this can relate to even like past triggers or, uh, pain that we've experienced. So it's more or less what's happening. Well, let's
0: get into that later, actually, or after we give examples, because that is a whole nervous system offshoot that we need to
1: explore deeply. Very true. The
0: first examples.
1: Um, yes okay So one common one between ariel and i is i can have many different states of like chill or being low energy or being in a mellow state and that can mean a number of things maybe i need time to myself maybe i truly am just very relaxed uh maybe there is something that i just come out of energetically like off with if you know if i'm kind of in a lower energetic state and you're in a higher energetic state sometimes that can exacerbate like Our own feelings of wanting to be in our own states. And whatever that scenario is, there can be some confusion around. We'll say for you, Aaron, I I can't clearly speak for you, but also we've been in this situation so many times (laughs) that I feel like you, you You know, you know, agree. (laughs) Yes. You don't know if like my sort of like quietness, reservedness, whatever is, I'm sort of like holding back in some sense. and there's sort of a story that can play out for you around like, oh, like Brian doesn't want to like be here with me, or you know, you can take that story however far you want. Yes. Um, but there is a sense of like I'm not necessarily as fully present as you would desire, and does that mean something more than just I'm I'm just kind of low energy or lower capacity right now? And if you don't have that conscious awareness, right, there's sort of a very subtle subconscious way of relating that you could play out wondering oh does brian not want to be here be with me
0: yeah and
1: if that's not explicitly stated then for me on a very subconscious level i can pick up on that energy that you're if we want to call that you know our classic anxious avoidant attachment style which feels much more secure these days which is great but you know there's always remnants remaining Mm. lifelong work (laughs) but there's there's sort of this subconscious conversation happening in a way between our nervous systems um that is kind of making an assumption. And then for me on a subconscious level, I respond to that energy that you're kind of putting forward of like, oh, like, is Brian being weird? And then I start to kind of, again, I'm not necessarily aware of this happening, like, oh, am I being weird? Or she's trying to like pull me forward and I'm feeling kind of like somewhat closed off. And so I start to become more closed off. And then this just kind of escalates until all of a sudden we've gotten into this place where we feel off. Maybe we then become aware of it and we're like, what's happening? How did we get here? <laughs> but it's because of this kind of background conversation was happening between essentially our nervous systems and some assumptions being made that just put us on that trajectory. Yeah. That's kind of maybe not a super specific example, but no, no, no. That's collection just to, to underscore theme. what's
0: happening here. It's like the energetic agreement is I unintentionally and often before I learned that I was doing this, subconsciously interpret brian's chill energy as he is pulling away Mm. or being avoidant now we'll get into this later but i'm making an assumption i'm also taking it personally which i don't do anymore as often (laughs) but so the brian is chill i perceive that i misperceive that as brian is pulling away or being avoidant in some way so then i have this energy of oh no Ryan's pulling away, what's wrong? I then exude this subtle but anxious energy that's like, what's wrong? Are you okay? Maybe I'm not even saying this. Maybe I am. What's actually said is not as important as the energetic agreement that's happening, mm. which is you, per- you come forward with chill energy. I misperceive that to be your p- avoidant. I come to that avoidant energy with anxious energy. You don't like that anxious energy, so maybe you weren't pulling away, but now you start to... Mm because I presented you with anxious, anxious energy. You can kind of see that push and yeah. pull. That's like that tug of war that's happening yeah. here. So that's a great example of an energetic agreement. Yeah. Um, let's see, I wanna think of one more example, at least for now, just cause again, this happens in partnership yeah. a lot, but it also happens not in partnership.
1: Yeah. Does anything come up for like, say your family or friends, um, cause you know, we could talk about the relational element of this, for a long time. But yeah. having other examples outside of that, I could speak to my own examples of energetic agreements with myself. Um, yeah. But-
0: I would love to speak to some examples of how that plays out or an example of how that plays out in friendships. And for the sake of brevity and time within this episode, I'm going to keep it pretty like high level. Although I'm very happy to share my f- friendship, energetic agreements, and karmic cycles that I've worked through for years now, another episode perhaps. Um, but... I think that the main one that a lot of people would be able to relate to is this sense of like, um, how do I describe this? I really love to be really real and like go deeper with people. But some in some environments, um, maybe friends will approach and they will be kind of this like higher surface level energy. And there's almost this like, Hi, how are you? Like, how's it going? Like, uh, especially, I know, I know a lot of women can relate to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can talk about fawning another episode, (laughs) but there's this sense of like, when we see each other, we kind of go in this higher register sometimes, and we're like, there's this surface level meeting that's happening. It's not bad. You're allowed to say hi. You're allowed to be like, mm-hmm. how are you? But there's kind of this energy of like, hi, how's it going? Like, everything's great. And that presents this, oper- this energetic agreement of like, oh, we're going to meet each other only in this like higher energy. And so you need to, there's this feeling of like on an energetic level, I need to match their energy and meet them there. So even if I'm feeling down or like not great, or I'm feeling like I'd rather talk about something maybe deeper or something, there's this invitation that's like, if it's like, hi, how are you? Like, how are you doing? To be like, oh my gosh, I'm doing great. How are you? And like go into this higher register. This is a really, I'm, I'm intentionally trying to give a very simple, mm-hmm. like uncharged example because it happens all the time. But that's a really good example of an energetic agreement. Someone's presenting you with an energy, you're kind of matching them there, even though that might not be where you want to be. That one isn't, might not necessarily get you into a funk, but I do think it's really relatable. Um, and I'm trying to see if there's another example I want to give that is more charged, though, in terms of like, because it's one thing to just energetically like match someone, but in terms of that space when you get into a funk,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I mean, I can maybe speak to go ahead. <laughs> Thank more, you. more of more of an, uh, a situation with a stranger. Another
0: um, great example. Yes, please do.
1: Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah, this just, happens with strangers. Yeah, truly. Not just people we know. Which again, it's this is, for me, like, when there is at least one nervous system involved, but for the sake of most of this conversation, we're talking about two or more, um, and the interplay within that. Um, yeah, there was a scenario that happened, um, this is before we, before we had left Seattle the first time, but uh, basically a driving situation and... One guy that was driving a little bit erratically. Uh, Very in, erratically. In, in a neighborhood and then...
0: <clears throat> in a family neighborhood.
1: Yeah. Which he then later claimed, <laughs> which is kind of ironic. Anyways, this guy essentially like kind of went into a lane of oncoming traffic. going go around a car and I was turning, but wasn't in his way, but he honked as though I was going to be a problem when he, he was literally in horn. the other other lane. And then he... Man, his nervous system must be like supremely upregulated because he like pulls over to get out of his car and starts kind of yelling at me, uh, and I t- there's an immediate like my own fight or flight system activates and I'm like this guy, clearly the like aggressor here, and like I didn't even wasn't even in his way, but there's just something like so like activated in him that it very easily pulled at my own like activation like i kind of lit up um in a way and had i would say enough of wherewithal of not just necessarily engaging in that or entering into you know matching that energy completely but there totally was a pull, and I, I met that in a little a little kind of a way um and i remember saying some i think after a conversation we had had i think i told to him that he should go to therapy <laughs> um <laughs> anyways but that that situation right i feel like this this is what a lot of people get at with mindfulness and honestly even um learning to regulate our nervous systems more yeah helps us not fall into these energetic agreements because this yeah. one's much more acute i think a lot of the um, subtlety of what we're talking about happens when it's kind of a subtle like subconscious yeah you know it, it kind of like f- the frog up. in water oh, yeah. situation.
0: Oh, frog in the water! Yeah, but this one was much
1: more like acute, like very immediate instance. That you know, I was, I was, I went from zero to you know point five. Yeah. If if one is like you know you're one hundred percent, I went like zero to fifty percent really quickly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but still like being able to catch him, be like, oh wow, I'm getting sucked into this kind of like energetic agreement. He's asking like, me to meet him in the super this super heightened energy. Yeah, yeah. And and so. That's just one example that comes to mind. Yeah, um, and yeah, being able to like stay within yourself uh, to, in a way, kind of consciously recognize what's happening, and sort of bring bring the brain back online and be like, no, like we're okay, like we still have control of this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. And, oh, that's a good example. And choosing
1: a different way to relate. Ultimately, that's kind Which of we'll where get into. all of yeah. this conversation is going. Totally. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a, a different example, yeah. a more charged. But
0: yeah. I think the I subtleties
1: heard. are, are the, the more nuanced kind of subtle situations, I think, are where yeah. I'm personally more interested
0: uh, and definitely is very applicable in terms of like our lives going forward and what mm-hmm. we want to share today. Um, there are two other quick examples that came to mind, and I just want to share them because I want to make sure anyone listening has like a super strong sense of like what we're getting out with these energetic agreements and the different ways they can play out. So I'm gonna try to keep these brief, but one um might be with a family member. One came to mind for me was um with my late grandmother. When I would go over to my grandma's house, she would very quickly switch into kind of like a I think a lot of our grandparents have done this at some point or another. You you don't call enough. You don't come over enough. You don't whatever. Like my grandmother is wanting um, attention and energy and engagement. And her only way of relating would be like to, as some of our grandparents and parents do, um, make us feel bad for not coming around more often. What that then presents to me is like when that is put on me, that doesn't make me want to lean in and be closer to her and like give her what she wants. That makes me want to pull away. So there's this dynamic of like, mm. um, it's a similar anxious avoidant kind of situation that's happening, but there's this energetic agreement of someone's bringing you this energy. In this case, my grandma's bringing this energy of like, why don't you come around more and saying a lot of negative things. That then puts me into the defensive. Mm-hmm. I'm To meet her in that energy, I'm pulling away. Mm. She's saying, you're gonna pull away. And I'm like, yep, I'm gonna pull away. <laughs> and then we're in this weird, tense, awkward place and it's kind of uncomfortable. The second example I wanted to come up with, and I think this one is very relatable and a little touchy, but for also men experience as well, but a lot of women experience, um, is when um, men speak to us in, in an inappropriate way out in the world. Like if we're out and mm. just out on the sidewalk walking and a guy comes up and says something uncomfortable, he offers this like um, inappropriate comment. And often our response to that is like, why would you like, uh, what do you, what do you like? I don't. You kind of get into this. Now, some women are a little bit better than this. We've had more practice than others. Some of us, a lot of us, though, leave that situation like, "Oh, I wish I could have said this, or I wish I would have whatever." But the energetic agreement that's offered in that situation puts backs us into a corner where we don't know what to say, and so there is again this tension of like um, this energetic agreement that we get into there as well. Mm. Um, now, important thing to mention in this instance and in all of these is that this isn't anyone's fault. Like, none of this is like. No one's at fault for this. We're all just nervous systems interacting the best that we can. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's important to keep in mind, which we should get into soon the nervous mm. system and how that relates to all of this. But I think we've outlined a number of, of good yes. examples here in relationship with strangers, with friends, with family, with yeah.
1: Well, yeah. It happens everywhere. 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 Welcome to being alive.
0: Welcome to being alive. Okay, so hopefully as we start to become aware of these, we can become like in general, like seeing these examples, we can start to become aware of like, how are these playing out in my life? Mm-hmm. And even anyone listening now, like I would really encourage you to think like, where do I get caught in that weird, funky energy where I'm like, I don't know how we got here, <laughs> whether yeah. that's with your partner, whether it's yeah. with a friend, a family member. Um, sometimes it happens like with baristas. Um,
1: <laughs> Especially here in Seattle. We love you, Seattle.
0: We love you, Seattle. We love you, Seattle. Some, every, everyone is doing their thing. But every once in a while, you know, I'll go in and I'll be like, how's it going? they'll be like, fine. And I'm like, that's right. We are not talking. I am so sorry. We are not talking. You're right. And like, whatever. Anyway, um, that aside, I hope everyone listening is able to kind of start to sense like where that might be happening in their lives Mm -hmm. when you were getting into those funky energies where you're like, this isn't necessary, but I somehow feel stuck in this funky energy. Yeah. Good to be aware of good to start to like even if you're not aware of that now to like put on the lens of like as i go about the rest of my day about the rest of my week can i start to notice in my relationships with other human beings when that is happening that's step one just mm-hmm. becoming aware of how these energetic agreements are naturally playing out in our lives and remembering that it's normal we're just nervous systems interacting as brian has said um but the more we can be aware of them, mm-hmm. the more we can maybe start to choose a different way. Yeah. And the less we get into that weird ass funky energy with each other. And I'm all about yeah. that.
1: Yeah, no, very beautifully said. Uh, and I, I think the point that you mentioned around, essentially normalizing it, yeah, which is so big in any of this work, all of this work of being human and trying to, you know, perhaps bring ourselves back together one day at a time. Um. Yeah, all these responses that we have in a way is a sign of actually a very healthy functioning system. Yes. This is something that I think Luis Mojico speaks to. Yeah. Um, you know, we can often think of, there's something wrong with us or what's wrong with me? And why do I keep doing this thing? It's like, well, This is kind of a classic when you're when you're in this world, you kind of realize, oh, this was, you know, a sort of coping mechanism or a way I responded to this situation when I didn't have any other options. To
0: keep myself safe.
1: So yes, in a way. the, the, The body is doing its thing to try to keep ourselves safe. Yeah. It's just the ways in which we try to do that are not not necessarily the best ways to do that anymore. We have we have the opportunity to create new ways of uh changing this dynamic which is again where we're going to but again the point of me even going down this tangent is just to normalize yes energetic agreements happen it makes sense right yeah if there's some injured part of us that is in a subconscious way starting to get brushed up against of course we're going to want to you know have that protective kind of response and you know engage in some sort of way of relating that uh, just unfortunately um Kind of the we talk about this notion of a third entity, this this sort of uh, entity consciousness being whatever you want to call it that that comes to exist between two or more people, this sort of uh, co-created, co-regulated essence. Yeah, Um, it's
0: like there's me, there's Brian, but then there's our relationship.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's
0: me and all of society, but then there's society's collective relationship. Right. That third entity. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You were raising your finger. Um, I was raising my finger.
0: <laughs> I had a thought.
1: What's your thought? <laughs>
0: um oh, I just love what you're speaking to about normalizing it. And I do think that's really important. I think I just I feel a desire to outline a tiny bit more information on like not only why is it normal, but like what's actually going on there. We learn a lot of these behaviors when we're in situations when that behavior is the best option to keep ourselves safe. So there's certain energetic agreements where like that we're talking about um, that are really natural responses that were implemented by us however many years ago. And when they were first implemented, they were probably the best way that we knew how then to relate to the situation. But the thing is, is like, I think this is important to keep in mind. It's like our situations evolve. Yes. I am now in a relationship with Brian. That's different than past relationship that I've been in. But we don't always keep our nervous system responses aligned to reality as it's evolved. Mm -hmm. So there's a sense of like my physical reality, my relationships have evolved, but my nervous systems learn patterns of ways of relating in relationship are still stuck in the past. Mm -hmm. Not a bad thing, very normal, but part of cultivating this awareness is like bringing those back into alignment and creating new patterns based on like, not only um, our relationships that we're in now, but also like our evolved understanding of relationships now. So just giving us an opportunity to bring those back in sync with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, So just wanted to add that.
1: Definitely. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Well, I think this is a perfect segue to talk a bit more about the nervous system if we have more on that. Or did you have another thought?
1: No, let's, let's continue. Beautiful. Let's dive in. Hell yeah. Nervous systems. <laughs> Could talk about those for a long time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a way, I guess I I, I kind of started, we, we've already yeah. gone there a bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, hmm. I just like paused for a moment to think about it. But then like, for those of us that meditate or like have developed a mindful practice, Sometimes when you like pause in silence, the silence like feels so good. Oh my gosh. And you're just like, ooh. So I paused to think about it, but I didn't think about it. I just paused and enjoyed the silence and it was great.
1: I also enjoyed the silence. And frankly, we're not gonna cut it out.
0: Yeah, let's keep oh, this in. This yeah. is great. Let's Enjoy keep that
1: in. moment of silence. If you need to rewind and have have you know, soak it back up. Five seconds of silence It was all
0: just... of five seconds. It was great. It was delightful.
1: <laughs> Anyways.
0: Ah, <sighs> yes
1: interlude over back to
0: nervous systems yeah
1: was there was there something specific you were wanting to get into with that that Um, you found in your moment of silence
0: (laughs) i found nothing but silence in my moment of silence so that was great
1: it's a great way to help regulate your nervous system (laughs) (laughs)
0: full circle uh yes no i think that the, the biggest piece wanting to speak to around nervous systems is kind of what we've been alluding to this whole time again i i love this Brian said once a long time ago um we're all just nervous systems interacting Mm. and I think that that can be a really helpful way to not take all of this so personally oh my goodness (laughs) to remember that when I'm interacting with a friend that we're kind of in a funk and we keep getting back in that funky energy or like um (laughs) when I go to see the barista that I know is like not going to be interested in receiving my hello or my or my smile or i'm gonna go over to my grandma's house and she might give me that energy there's this kind of feeling of like that we can get trapped in of like what is wrong with this person like why do they have to do that like why can't they just meet like i why can't what uh, uh. but it's like i think if we can slow down and just like let's just strip away like i'm almost imagining like you looking at them and like their skin and their bone, like just melting yeah, away just and being like, a, you a weave
1: of wires. Our nervous nerves. system. Yeah. You
0: are just your nerves. You are all of the experiences you have had up until this moment. Now, I can't say why this, this person um, that I'm interacting with in the grocery store or at the coffee shop or whatever it has such like a F you energy and they don't want to talk to me. But if I can like strip away and realize it hasn't like all of all of the all of my own reaction, I guess, and just recognize like, oh, this person is just a nervous system who's had their own experiences that have t- informed them that this is the safest way, not just the best way for them, but what they feel is the safest way to mm-hmm. relate. Mm-hmm. That's not personal. This person is literally like they're not consciously thinking this, but whoever's in front of me is subconsciously. Just behaving in the way, in a way that will keep them safe. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with me. Absolutely nothing to mm-hmm. do with me. I think that's really important to remember. Yeah. And when we get into all this work around energetic agreements, I think that that's like honestly the the hardest part for me was like letting go of it of it being personal. Like mm-hmm. it's not about me. Brian and I had a conversation earlier this year. We had just left Miro T. I don't know if you remember this conversation. We got in the car and we were like kind of working through an energetic agreement, which we had that language for. We had found that language and started to talk about it, but we were still kind of getting caught in these moments um, occasionally. And I was like, what do we got to do? Like, what do you need for me to like, how do we not get in this? And Brian, you looked at me and you were like, I need to be able to trust that when we get in one of these, you're going to do your own work. Mm. And you're gonna choose to not take this personally and that I need to be able to trust that you can do that. Cause you were telling me like, I can do me. I can work to not get caught in the energetic agreement. Mm. But if I feel like I'm alone and you're getting caught in this energetic agreement, but I'm not, then it's so hard not to get sucked in it. Like I need to know that we're both gonna be like, I'm not gonna do that. And w- we have the luxury of doing that in partnership. I don't have the luxury of doing that in sure. other relationships. Cause I don't know if my friend is gonna be willing to meet me there. Mm. My, you know my grandma in her lifetime wasn't able to meet me there the person at the grocery store I don't know they're, they're not gonna be able to like meet me there but in relationship we can but regardless of whether we can or not both choose to show up and not pick that energetic agreement on an individual level what, what that taught me Brian what you taught me in that moment was I have to own my own shit and not take this personally mm. but there's a part of me that really really likes taking it personally <laughs> there's like low-key a part of me that's like mm, they did that don't pr- they know i don't like mm, like it's like kind of fussy oh. <laughs> she loves fussing. she kind of likes it it's kind of twisted you guys like i don't know what, she, what her deal is but like <laughs> mm, she's all about it we're
1: getting her more play time
0: um yeah she's happier when she plays so that's nice um <laughs> Please refer back to play and rest episode. Yes. <laughs> but um, anyway, my whole point in this is saying that we are just nervous systems interacting and that we have to be the first step to starting to choose a new way of being mm. is recognizing that there's an energetic agreement. And the second step is choosing to not take it personally. Mm. Choosing to see that the yeah. other person is just another nervous system trying to keep himself safe. Mm-hmm. Thoughts?
1: <laughs> again very very wonderfully articulated um and yeah I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that example of the conversation we had after you know getting some tea um where they're like in in a like very close relationship i feel like it, like the stakes are higher right and we're if you're in a sort of what we might call conscious partnership or relationship you're wanting to call each other forward right to be met yeah. at the space that we're at slash where we're going yeah um and so yeah calling each other into like hey i need you to own your shit, basically yeah um i feel like is important in this kind of relationship and what we probably even say is requirement might be a strong word but like it's something that we both mutually desire, which is great. Yes, and that makes those situations easier to navigate out of when yeah. both people are kind of committed to not perpetuating an old pattern. Yeah. But it, at the end of the day, all we can really control, of course, is how we ourselves show up in those moments. Yes, and so we can't yes. depend on the other person, as you said, which that exists within you know really intimate relationships, close friendships out into any any other situation or we interact with another person, right? This is again kind of like a you know inner work or healing one-on-one kind of a thing. Like all we can really be responsible for is our own response or our own reaction. One other uh just brief note when we we're talking about people are just nervous systems, um, which in the context of this conversation, I think is a very helpful lens and this isn't what you were implying, but just to anyone out there listening that feels that that is too, too much of a, yeah, a reductionistic look on humans, everything, humans included, are much more than just nervous systems.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but just Thank to, you for saying that.
1: Truly. Yeah. Just just wanted to at least mention, like for the sake of this example, it's a helpful way to orient toward, I don't remember who said this, but uh, someone in their own way described this as we're just you know two scared animals. Right, right. That, that is kind of at That's a, a sort of like yeah. primal level. That's kind of what's happening. Yeah, um, which is a beautiful part of our experience. But yeah, you know, depending on what you believe, I I personally think that there's more to it than just our wiring and how we're interacting. But for the sake of this conversation, we're kind of talking about the practical way of how we relate to each other, and that is a helpful lens to put on and remember. Ah, oh, this person has varying varying degrees of capacity and. They've had various experiences in their nervous system. Maybe they just had a big old coffee and they're having a really stressful day, right? And they're just not in a very grounded place, right? And so we have the opportunity to, again, own own whatever's coming up for us. And honestly, I feel, I feel like this is a, a beautiful piece of the work that we get to do as we come back to ourselves to help others co-regulate. Yeah. Um, not that it's a responsibility, but that is basically what's happening. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just a brief little aside on- you, are, you. You are more than a nervous system.
0: Yes, and I would like to reiterate that I also see you. I know that you are more <laughs> than just a nervous system. Thank you for that.
1: But it's a helpful lens to remember like, ah, yeah. yes. Yeah. And just one charge kind of affecting another charge and how do, we, how do we relate in this situation? Yeah. Um. Yeah, do we wanna kind of, you have a look of excitement for a thought. <laughs>
0: I'm like, I don't want to get into this too much because I want to, I want to keep us on track. But as you were saying that, like, I just want to briefly say that for those listening that identify as like a highly sensitive person, which I think is a lot of us, um, present co- company included <laughs> both of us, both <laughs> Brian and I would identify as highly sensitive people, different ways, um, ways. in different ways. Yeah, for sure. But that feeling when you are, um, you know, at the grocery store, at a coffee shop, getting gas, like going about your day at work and you like feel energy from someone else, whether it's like you can feel how stressed they are, how anxious they are, or like, I mean, every once in a while you come across a person where you're like, wow, that person is just like swimming in love. That feels good too. But (laughs) oftentimes we're feeling the like not so pleasant side of things. Mm. Um, I just want to say like a lot of what we're picking up on is the body's um, ability to sense. And a lot of that comes through nervous system interaction that we're talking about. So I'm just putting a plug in there because I feel like a lot of people that I've communicated to in our community identify as a highly sensitive person. And I just want to plant that seed that if you're like interested in learning more about that part of yourself, learning about the nervous system is so rich. It's mm. like so interesting um, and is a big part of how we primally sensed yes. danger, yes. Primarily sensed spaciousness expansion like um there is a spiritual component to that for sure but there is is, we're literally talking about our body and our nervous system's ability to sense the world around Mm -hmm. us so i just wanted to put a plug out there because i love learning about this and understanding my sensitivities more in this language and through this lens i think that can be really helpful yeah so
1: i agree i nervous i think there will be another episode very soon Expanding on the nervous system, but specifically the somatic experience, learning to be more uh, tuned to what signals is yes. our body giving us, um, and how do we listen to and respond to those? Because um, there's many, even you know, like various meditation practices or movement practices that are really helpful in bringing a sense of, uh, you know, balance regulation yes. to yourself. Yes. Um, so. We will very likely explore that very soon. I think we will
0: definitely, definitely
1: more. Yeah, a
0: topic we've been we've been studying of, a lot. Top
1: lately. of mind, top of body, bottom of body,
0: all throughout the body. Yeah. <laughs> well <Yes>. said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Beautiful. Well, bringing us back, we've talked mm-hmm. a bit about energetic agreements what that means, some examples, Mm -hmm. um, starting to become aware of our own energetic agreements. I feel like, again, that's like a huge piece. I just want to emphasize a big part of all this work is just starting to become aware of when you are in those energetic agreements with people in your life. And then the last piece is really around like, okay, like once we become aware of those, how do we create new patterns Mm -hmm. and choose a new way of being, which we've already stumbled into in this conversation, but just kind of want to bring us Bring us to that point again, um, a lot of this comes down to what what we talked about a few minutes ago of in a way choosing to take personal responsibility and to stay grounded even when someone's offering us an old energetic agreement mm. and I'm going to be honest, I think it's kind of hard
1: and uncomfortable. <sighs> but it's so worth it
0: but it's so worth it and i'm going to tell you why i a lot of this work for me started because of brian (laughs) 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 i was joking well i mean i'm not joking um Okay, I'm, for those of you who know my story, have listened to past episodes, a lot of my work did start with, in a big way, with Brian because we've explored those. But I'm joking. What I actually want to say is that a lot of my work actually started before Brian and I even started dating, when I felt like I was taking a lot of things personally. Like I felt like, again, people's energies in the grocery store would affect me. Um, my like roommate was really, like energy was really affecting me. My coworkers' energy was really affecting me. Like I was feeling really affected by everyone around me. was feeling overwhelmed by that. And I literally looked up. I googled how to not take things personally. And I think a big part of that, there's this appeal of like, you know, the unbothered character. We, you can, this, this character's in movies sometimes, you know when, oh, okay, you know what the perfect example is? The Family Stone. The movie, oh. The Family Stone. If you have not seen The Family yeah. Stone, first of all, it is one of Richard my McDonald's favorite, character. favorite movies. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a Christmas movie, really sweet kind of like sweet, loving, but dysfunctional family, like figuring out family drama and stuff. It's very relatable, very sweet. Rachel McAdams' character and Sarah Jessica Parker's character really do not get along. (laughs) And at one point, Sarah Jessica Parker's character says, she gets all flustered and she says, well, you know, I don't care if you like me or not. And Rachel McAdams' character just looks at her and goes, oh, of course you do and takes a sip of her coffee walks away. and then walks away. <laughs> it's re- it's the cutthroat. But regardless of this kind of silly example, we all see those examples of the Rachel McAdams that are like, oh, of course you do. Sarah Jessica Parker is offering Rachel McAdams' character in this moment an energetic agreement. Like, I'm gonna make a stand and I'm gonna tell you you can't and whatever. And Rachel McAdams, even though that's actually a nice energetic agreement, In this moment, this character is offering almost like a boundary and trying to establish peace. But Rachel McAdams is not willing to meet her there. And Rachel McAdams is just like, Mm. that's cute. (laughs) I'm just going to stay right where I am. And we see these examples in movies and sometimes in the world where, like, someone could just absolutely not be bothered. They couldn't give a flying about anyone else's energy like they're just going to stay super grounded and in themselves and I bring this up because there is this appeal to that unbothered quality I feel an appeal to that unbothered quality and I recognized about six years ago when I googled this I did not have that unbothered quality anyone could come around and just like offer me some energetic agreement or like come in really stressed or really anxious and I would just be blown around by that energy And so a lot of the work when we're creating new patterns after developing awareness of these energetic agreements is to learn how to stay really grounded in ourselves and in our own energy when someone else offers us something else. So for example, back to the first example we gave of like Brian and I, if I notice Oh, Brian's kind of chill. Does that mean he's chill and relaxed or does that mean he's annoyed and is pulling away from me? And my old pattern would be to be like, oh no, maybe he's pulling away. Like, what does he need? Am I, I, like get into that anxious energy. You're not necessarily like offering that energy to me, but that energy is in the room. Brian's chill energy is in the room. The chill energy is being offered to me. I then get to choose Do I interpret this as something's wrong and I need to be anxious about that or can I just stay grounded in my own energy Mm -hmm. and say, I actually don't need to freak out and get into that anxious energy. I can just stay in my own grounded energy and if I'm not sure, I do this a lot. (laughs) Hey, Brian, how are you feeling right now? What are you feeling? Energetic check-in. We say a lot. Energetic check-in. How are you feeling? Brian will be like, "I'm just feeling chill. Yeah, I'm just feeling relaxed." And I'll be like, "Oh, okay."
1: <laughs> or maybe I will say, "I need some. I'm gonna need some alone time very soon, or something." It-
0: and I'm like, "Oh, I was picking up on the fact that he needed right. alone time. Like sometimes it's sometimes I can feel it before Brian can." Oh, for sure. But that's my own trauma response. I've learned to be very attuned to people's energies. But my point is. Learning to stay really grounded in our own energy is a big part of energetic agreements and not getting mm-hmm. swept up in them creating new ones. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? And do you have any like thoughts to add to that?
1: I, I do agree. And I do have thoughts.
0: Hell yeah. Let's hear them. So
1: many thoughts. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, yeah, again, very well said. Love the example from Family Stone. But if you want to expand on that. Just yeah. for fun, whether someone watches the movie or they've already seen it. Everyone
0: but... is requ- required reading. <laughs> yeah. Please go yes. watch The Family Stone.
1: Um, but maybe wait until it's around Christmas because it's more of a Christmas movie. But it's not really a Christmas movie. It just kind of takes place at Christmas.
0: The best kind of Christmas movies it aren't is really about Christmas. True.
1: Back over opinion. to you. <laughs> um, just one one little caveat there. Yeah. Uh, I feel like in that example where, where uh, Richard McAdams' character is coming from isn't necessarily this like, like sovereign, compassionate place. I think in Very that, in that yes. <laughs> instance, it is totally coming from a like kind of like a Mean Girls kind of vibe. A hundred. Uh, there, there is a sense of like defensiveness or closed offness that she is just. There's like a wall that yeah. she is just like whatever. Like you're not even going to affect me. Right. And I just to differentiate. Right. We're not. We're not necessarily condoning becoming stoic or
0: having walls up or
1: throat you know like that's not really the vibe we're going for. (laughs) also ironic because
0: rachel mcadams was the mean girl from mean girls
1: (laughs) right perfect
0: (laughs) anyway yes thank you for pointing that out the goal is not to be apathetic and unconnected or disconnected that is right a funny example not the best example in that sense because it's not from the healthiest place
1: yeah anyways anyways just as as a you know cinematic reference you're
0: always um, offering these nice caveats and things thank you You're welcome. I'm like, we're just nervous systems interacting. You're like, we are,
1: but also. Yeah. Just to, you know, look out for anyone else that might be having a thought of like, that's kind of a reductionist way of looking at it. Like, man, I really am just a nervous system. What's the point of all this? Right? Can you just
0: come with me yeah. always? Like every converse, every TikTok video I ever make, can you just come and be like, "Here's the nuance that she didn't say, but she does mean and is aware of."
1: <laughs> yes, and I know you're aware of it, but I also feel, especially for something that is going out to,
0: oh, you're you know, absolutely the
1: world, right. right? To just add a little it's bit important. of that nuance because yeah. there is so much that's lost in translation. Yes, Thank especially you when you put something on the internet, right? It's just a game that we play. Yes thank you for that addition I appreciate that my pleasure thank you for bringing up a good example (laughs) Um, yeah and then okay so now that that's been covered two other things that come up um, specifically as it relates to staying grounded within yourself and kind of owning your own response um, two things that stem from that are what you've already mentioned um, something we've got from the book The Four Agreements Uh, not Making assumptions, mm-hmm. which we I feel like we do all the time, and that's a really all big one in this particular you know work or context. But even just in any other example, right? Any other any other context? Just going about life, yeah. assumptions are are shortcuts that a lot of the time aren't helpful or even correct. Right? <laughs> the classic you know phrase like you know how to spell assume, whatever, but especially when you're in like deeper kind of nervous system sensitivity work, just communication, like being clear. And again, trusting like, okay, if you're asking this question, I'm not going to make an assumption of why you're asking that question. This goes both ways. Um, To sort of just drop the assumption and kind of bring a sort of neutral, relatively compassionate uh, stance into this interaction. is just so helpful to get get more clarity on like what what's going on right now let's let's briefly examine the sort of energetic situation that's happening between us um as neutral as we can right to kind of take that side side stance and look at it from another perspective as opposed to our own personal perspective right these the whole trying to not take things personally not making assumptions they go hand in hand absolutely in almost any interaction you have with a person Mm -hmm. um and the third thing would be, well, I guess the second thing from your third, if we include the (laughs) uh, caveat from family stone, uh, the energetic boundaries that play into this, which in a way we can talk, we've talked about this in different ways from emotional boundaries or analytical boundaries in a previous episode, but I like to The the, the words that I actually will say to myself whenever I feel myself and it kind of, funky energetically off state and i need to orient to okay what do i need to come back do i need to lie down do i need to go outside do i need to be by myself do i need to drink some water take a breath whatever it is but if i'm in that kind of funky energetic space and it's not just going to immediately dissipate we just have to learn to sit with that discomfort in many ways but i kind of call it cut like trying to keep it contained or color inside the lines which doesn't mean i'm trying to suppress that but it also means that i'm not just letting this take control of me and overflow and deeply affect you in a way that from my own standpoint is not necessary. Of course, you would have your own work to not be affected by that and kind of hold your own ground. But there's a lot of things that I can do whenever I know that I'm in a not at my best state to again, hold that and be present to it, but not let that kind of spill over in this very excessive Mm. Kind of unnecessary way, right? And that's that's really tricky. Yeah, and I think that is a whole conversation. Um, but learning to set our own boundaries with ourselves, and that yes. can, that can quite literally be how we engage with that energy in terms of the things that we say, or um, again, like just not not letting that um, particular state create an energetic agreement that you don't want. Yeah. Um, because if you know that again, you're not at your best. If the other person starts to buy into that as well, it's just going to make you feel a little bit worse.
0: Yeah. And
1: so it's kind of like pulling your own weight, if you want to, if you want to call it that as well. Yeah. Um, and I do think, and I would love to hear whatever thoughts you want to add here, but um, kind of before we ultimately wrap it up, talking a little bit as well about energetic boundaries as it relates to our own thought processes, which is, moves talked about here and there but not if if there's a narrative that you're offering to yourself and this gets into energetic agreements with yourself it is so challenging but so rewarding and worth it to decide I'm not going to perpetuate that belief or you know choose to operate in that way of like woe is me or I'm a piece of whatever (laughs)
0: A piece of whatever. Fill
1: in your favorite word. <laughs> um, yeah, like you know, I talked about self-deprecation in a, in a previous episode. And that that is an energetic agreement that I have with myself. Mm. And by setting a sort of energetic boundary, which has been, you know, kind of a new, a new version of that over the past few months, really, of noticing when that sort of a story or narrative comes up. And in a way, you sort of see that, you acknowledge it, and you recognize like, okay, I... I know where you've come from not that you have to know but deciding that isn't the way that i want to relate to myself anymore and choosing a new a new way Mm. which again you're kind of going against the grain um and and that's yeah it can be really challenging but ultimately when you're like what what else would i do like why would i make myself feel worse yeah again a lot of nuance within that for sure a whole conversation Mm. but I feel like it's worth pointing out this whole idea of a, a kind of a boundary that you're setting with yourself yeah. and even other people. I'm like, this is where I'm at uh, and that's not where I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to continue to indulge in thoughts that will cut me down or, yeah. you know, cut you down because yeah. it just isn't the type of relationship that I want to cultivate with yeah. myself or with another person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm beautifully said Mm. yeah this piece around energetic boundaries with ourselves is a really a really crucial part of creating new agreements new patterns we're talking about how do we get out of these energetic agreements that we're stuck in with people how do we get out of those we work to not take things personally we work to not make assumptions. We work to take our own personal responsibility to show up and say, like, I'm going to own my part of this and my relationship with Brian, and I'm going to hold up my end of that. It's like, this all sounds nice, but like, how do like what like how do we practically do that? Like, what does that actually look like? You know, mm. sounds great, but how? <laughs> Energetic boundaries is really how, and I think I, I love that you remembered to bring us back here to Energetic Boundaries because I do think it's a really practical, crucial piece of creating new ways of being, setting boundaries with ourselves. So the first step is always awareness. What are my patterns? What do I get stuck in? As you were talking about, like, whether that's, like, thought patterns or um, ways of talking to ourselves, um, any, any of the, yeah, patterns we're, we're stuck in within our own minds. I will use myself and my experience as an example. Every time I felt Brian's chill, relaxed energy, it would trigger this part of me that was afraid that he was pulling away. And that would lead to stories, fears, getting caught up in other things. This is kind of a minor example because for me, a lot of it wasn't necessarily thought. It really was more an energetic quality. I'm going to get stuck in this energy of like, oh no, he's pulling away. But when we become aware, when I became aware of that pattern, to then set the, the boundary that I then set with myself that helped me shift out of it was, um, okay, I, I don't want to do that anymore. So when I recognize I'm starting to get sucked into that, I need to pause and address that. Where, where Where is my boundary then within that? When when do the signals go out that are like, oh, we're in back in this territory uh, so that I can say, oh, I'm, I'm kind of crossing a line that I chose not to cross with myself. And so recognizing like, oh, as soon as I – the boundary for me was as soon as I start to feel that, oh, what's happening? Is Brian pulling away? As soon as I start to feel that feeling – that was the boundary, almost like a little trigger to—I guess in this sense—a trigger is not the best word. Um, Activation and a, a signal, a signal, a a signal flag. to my, a little flag would go up in the air. A, oh, hand oh, 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 yeah, hand raise exactly. <laughs> We're coming up with all different kinds of signals.
1: <laughs> we keep going. <laughs>
0: we keep going. Let's not. So that became the, the boundary. When I would cross that boundary and start to feel that energy, the, the flag went up, the hand went up, whatever—to signal to me, oh, hey, you're crossing that line that you didn't want to cross. So then that would uh, that that boundary was crossed that would signal to me I can choose to engage with this in the same way that I've always been engaging with it which is to get like (gasps) that's the energy (laughs) (laughs) or I can say oh nope I'm not going to cross that boundary I'm going to choose to engage with this in another way the second part of energetic boundaries is you you have to know how you're going to engage with it differently if you just have the boundary and you're like we're not doing that well, what are we doing instead? Like you got to, you know, you have to have something to replace that with. So for me, it was the, if I see that flag go up, I'm starting to get into that territory. I'm going to pause, reground myself. Okay, like, hey Ariel, you feel your feet on the ground? You're good? Like, how's your energy? What energy are you in right now? Mm-hmm. I'm chilling. I'm just, I'm hanging out. Okay. We're uncertain about Brian's energy. So we can get anxious about it. Or second option. We can ask him what's going on. So, well, first of all, I'll just tell you that's much more effective. We don't get into the energetic agreement. There's no funk because I can stop and do that. But I think that this is important. I'm just kind of outlining an example here, an important component within this of setting energetic boundaries and then choosing another way of relating on the other side of that boundary. If I run into that territory that I've set with myself, hey, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Whether that's like my energetic boundary is I don't want to. Be self deprecating to myself anymore, as Brian mentioned. I don't want to get stuck in this story or this thought loop anymore. Um, for me, as I just mentioned, I don't want to get caught in that energy um, of like anxious attachment. It's like, okay, well, there's my boundary. When I run into it, piece number two, what do I do to engage with it in a different way? And having those two pieces, both the boundary and a different way of relating to it, are a game changer two steps. Mm. They're, they're pretty easy steps. Mm. Like once you learn, Oh, I ran into that boundary. Oh, I ran into that boundary. You start to get used to, Oh, okay. That's what it feels like to cross that boundary for myself. Mm-hmm. Once you learn that learning to implement a new way of relating to it can be a little uncomfortable because I think a lot of people are probably like me. I think a lot of us have this feeling of like, but I just want it. I want to fuss. I want to do the old thing. I want to do the old way of relating. And it's like, okay, babe, cool like we're not doing that we're not we're not going to do we're not going to do that anymore we're going to do something else once you can recognize it implementing a new reaction to it it's not too hard the very least it's not complicated
1: yeah it might take simple, some work simple, yeah. it
0: might take some persistence it will it, might, it, it will, will take work
1: it will take <laughs> You're persistence like, it's not a mic. It, it will, will take... take a lot of practice
0: okay okay fair enough <laughs> it will take work it will take persistence it will take practice but it's not complicated. Yeah. That's it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Easier said than done, for sure. More complicated said than done. No, it's pretty. It's pretty simple and straightforward, which yeah. I love. And I think a lot of this work is pretty simple. Mm-hmm. In fact, right now I'm like, if any inner work, if any, if any coach out there, or like someone, some healer, or whatever, is like putting out something that's like really complex and whatever, I'm like, this stuff is pretty simple mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Let's bring it back. Mm-hmm. So it does take some effort, but
1: yeah, yeah. I, I got it. off
0: on a tangent about energetic boundaries that's and right. like kind of how to implement them. No, Any that's great. On your
1: own? This is very relevant. Um, yeah, just a few to kind of like wrap, wrap it us up here. Let's do it. Um, yeah, kind of kind of brief summary talking about what we mean by these energetic agreements, and essentially that being two nervous systems kind of inviting each other into a certain way of relating. What a, all about patterns right being a human is inherently r- rich with pattern recognition Yes. and there's a lot of patterns that play out in our relationships with ourselves with the other people and essentially what we're talking about is identifying which patterns are no longer productive or conducive to my own sense of well-being enjoying life enjoying this person that i'm with etc and so Gaining the awareness of when those patterns are coming up is a big part of this work. Yes, it's you know step one. It's like ah, it's happening, <laughs> and, and you'll slowly right. The more the more you bring this awareness into the way in which you relate with people, the more you'll start to recognize it, and also the sooner that you'll catch it, which is great. So offer yourself a lot of patience, a lot of you know generosity and um, compassion. I feel. For yourself and other people as you're working through this gentleness a gentle vigilance Mm -hmm. it's a phrase that um it's kind of come up recently for me around any of this work we have to be gentle but we have to be vigilant Mm. um and so yeah bringing in some compassion to notice ah this keeps happening that's okay just keep practicing and essentially what we're wanting to do is change the pattern and so we can talk about you know energetic boundaries learning to work with what we're sitting with, not taking it personally, not making assumptions, communicating. It's a super helpful part of this process of, like, hey, I feel like we're getting into this space. What are you feeling right now? What am I feeling right now? And just kind of creating a little bit of room to explore the the sort of awkwardness of the tension before it in and of itself becomes the dominant narrative, right? You're, you're kind of, in a way, disrupting the pattern by getting sort of meta about what's happening right now. But ultimately, again, to what, what do we do about these situations? How do we create new ways of relating, new energetic agreements? Again, we're just disrupting the old pattern. If we replace that with anything that just feels different in a slightly better way, you're on a great path. Yeah. You know, and that that literally is just like, little oh, this little. is weird. Let's talk about how weird this is right now. Yes. If you can both show up to do that, you know, and recognize that we'll still address whatever we're feeling, but also let's just both acknowledge that oh, we're kind of in this space. Yeah. And something that we do often whenever we have recognized that and there's a very clear sign uh that i feel like i receive from you mm. ariel that that you are not kind of taking it personally or choosing to engage in the old mm-hmm. pattern it's just like kind of like shaking the body or making a weird sound like it's it's like interrupting
0: we're, the nervous system
1: we are literally disrupting the pattern of how we're relating but there's also you know which we'll get into more in whatever episode we record on somatics and the nervous yeah. system, but shaking out that energy and just letting letting the body express that weirdness that we were in, and and, and letting sort it of,
0: be weird or silly or yeah, blah, 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 just, blah, blah, like like yeah, sounds are just, we're just
1: acknowledging and giving it a little space to like express itself, but through a, a non-perpetuating way. Yeah. um And yeah, so any way that you can find to disrupt the pattern that feels healthy or relevant. Or resonant for and you. ideally a little playful. Yeah, it's that that always helps. Um, you know, even like, you know, it's like a, any sort of rupturish, rupturish. Rupture. rupture. <laughs> I'm Sean Connor right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, a rupturous situation that you're then trying to bring repair to. This is like, jokes are great. I love jokes. I love comedy. And... <laughs> There's always, you know, sometimes a joke is just, it's just not the time, you know, and, and especially in a kind of intimate context when you're in repair, I'm always waiting for that moment of, okay, we've come back to each other well enough to where tossing a little joke or humor in here is going to, like, give that a little bit of a boost. Break
0: the tension. Whereas before, the, yeah.
1: that's going to backfire and create, a, create you know, a kind of a worse tension. And so, that is a way of sort of, you know, disrupting the pattern, adding a little bit of levity into it, again, some silliness, some play. But making sure that you're in a space where it feels like, okay, this, I think there's, we have enough room to, yeah, to expand on this. So, yeah, yeah, just disrupt the pattern. Disrupt the pattern of old energetic agreements with anything that feels uh, even just different, but different in a way that you, for you personally, you feel is healthy or supportive for yourself or your relationship. Yes. That can look so many different ways.
0: We are going to get into this more in an episode about somatics which I am so excited for, but I do just wanna say if you're feeling that charge of the old energetic agreement, there's literally a charge in your nervous system, mm-hmm. hormones, energy, like that is a very real scientific biological thing that is happening in your body. So I love that you're calling out, breaking that pattern a little bit. And yes, doing something physical and or vocal is really helpful. So the, the shaking piece, like there's literally some of that energy using that is gonna be really helpful. So I love that you're pointing to that and I can't wait to get into that topic more. That yes. Beautifully summarized, though. Thank you for that.
1: Thank you for a great conversation.
0: Yeah, this has been great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm curious uh, to hear from anyone listening if this has brought up any awareness or shed any light on your own energetic agreements or patterns or things that you see in your own life. Always fun to see what that lights up Mm. for different people. I know anytime I'm listening to one of my favorite episodes or a podcast There's this feeling of like, oh my gosh, there are these pieces that are lighting up that were previously dark for me. So um, if this is sparking anything of interest, please reach out and let us know. So curious if you have any questions or want to dig into this further. We clearly have some more episodes coming around the nervous system, around somatics and embodiment and a lot of other things that we have been deep in conversation and study around this year. So lots more to come. But for Mm -hmm. now, I think that about does it. Any final thoughts, Brian?
1: No, let's, uh, let's call it here. Take care and remain gently vigilant. (laughs) Love it.